Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Morale Booster with John Ugulu. And today I have two entrepreneurs. Um, they are the founders of Markel Banai Fine Wines. And I would want them to introduce themselves to you because they would be in a better position to tell you who they are and what actually they do. So um, welcome, Sean and Greg, to the program. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So before I hand the stage over to both of you, I just want to remind those of you who are currently listening to this program via podcast or those who are watching this program on the YouTube channel. So please remember to share this video to your friends, share amongst your network, because you never can tell, you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting to hear from these two people, who has been waiting to hear about their experiences. So please remember to share the video. And so uh, I'll go straight to uh, Sean first. Sean, please tell us about you. Who are you, who is Sean? And <laughs> What does Sean do? Well, I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh, my name is Sean Benai. I'm co-founder of Markel Benai Fine Wines. Uh, we're the first uh, African-American owned wine company in the Midwest. And uh, we've been in business for uh, like 12 years now. And so um, um, that's, that's pretty much how I wanna introduce myself. Co-founder oh, okay. Markel Benai. Okay, no problem. That's a good one. So what about you, Greg? Tell us who you are. Greg Markel, co-founder of Markel Benai Fine Wines as well. Like uh, Sean Benai said earlier, we've been in business 12 years now, and we're looking to be in business for another 50 years. <laughs> I love that. That's a spirit, brother. That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, I'll ask Sean his next question. Uh, how did you guys meet? You know, mm -hmm. you guys are partners, you're business partners. And uh, the type of business you currently do is not just a child's play. You've been right. in business for 12 years. So how did you guys meet? Yeah. How did you form? Well, like I said, we, we, um, we've, been known each other, we've been knowing each other all of our lives because our mothers yeah. were friends, childhood friends, and then we became uh, the same way. And so we went to the same elementary, middle, and high schools. Uh, we didn't, you know, separate us some because uh, we both went to different colleges. But as adults, we ended up, you know, uh, reuniting after college. And we started a, a couple of different business ventures. But it wasn't just, um, it was just a chance happening that one day we were out and Greg uh, just, you know, turned to me and was like, hey, have you uh, heard of any uh, Black-owned wine companies? And I was like, no, I haven't. Then I went on to doing what I was doing. And then he came back a week later where he pulled some information off the internet. And he was like, look, man, we should start making our own wine. This is easy. And I still blew him off because I was like, you know, I wasn't into wine at the time and I, I didn't even drink. Right. He was like, man, this is easy. This is our, our next, you know, venture, venture that we should try to try to do. And uh, I still blew him off until he said, listen, I found a micro winery and let's go visit this winery and see what's up. If we don't like it after that, then we can scrap the idea. So I went to the micro winery and uh, uh, it was owned by five ladies. And uh, one of them really took a liking to us and, and she showed us how to make wine. 
And that's what, that was our entry point into the business. Oh, that's a great one. You know, <clears throat> um, one of the major reasons why I was so happy the day you guys accepted to join this program was that just the same way Greg felt there were no black owned wine businesses. I feel now that I have the opportunity to reach out to a larger audience, it's the best time for me to reach out to people like me, people who have the same skin color with me. So they can know that it is possible. Mm -hmm. So they can know that things can be done if they have the right support system, if they have the right mentors. So I'm so happy you guys are willing to talk to us because you're not just talking to me, you're talking to so many young kids there. You're talking to so many people who feel they cannot make it in life. All right, I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. So Greg, I'm yes. gonna ask you this question. Now, I know you were the person who, you know, came up with the idea. You saw it as a, a thing that both of you could actually do together. How did, how did you come about wine? Why, you know, because that's, that's, if you- if, Well- Yeah. We were always, we always had business minds. Like I said, we started a wine company before. I mean, after we started um, a record company, we turned into wine. We started a wine company right after that. So we were um, dipping and diving and business and trying to find something that was different, right. something that we can probably leave a mark in. And one time someone was just drinking wine and the idea just popped into my head. So now to see where it's at 12 years later and see that we're still pushing, it's a, it's a great testament for us. Right. That's a, that's a good one. You know, and uh, when it comes to partnership, you've been in business together for 12 years. Um, this question is still to you, um, Greg. You've been together in business for 12 years. What's outside the family history, you know, growing up together, um, what challenges did you guys experience initially when the idea came up? You know, because that seems to be like a great dream, you know, having a wine business. Well, were, were you having any form of limiting beliefs that would, you know, make you talk yourself out of it or you just had a fire all, all inside? Well, we just had the, um, the fire within us. And once we start something, we like to push it to the max if we can. So by, you know, diving into wine it was like sean said we wasn't really into wine at first right. but as we got into it and realized that this is something that we can do we continue to push through um we faced a lot of trials and tribulations in this industry but we maintained and kept going and kept pushing and 12 years later we are we are here now mm -hmm. so as we grow and continue to grow what keeps us going and keeps the fire going as with our partnership is the foundation that our parents had laid at an early age. You know, we've been around each other for so long and, and not just with, with, with our parents. We also played basketball together. So we've been teammates forever as well from junior high all the way up to high school. We've been teammates. So that's what's helped us work together and grow together as a company as well. And let me add a little something to that. Uh, yeah. because, um, the, the, we didn't necessarily have any doubts within ourselves that we could do it. 
because but because when we first started, we educated ourselves. Like like I, like we said previously, we both wasn't into wine um, um, to the extent that we are now. So we had to get educated on because it's a whole culture mm -hmm. yeah. of, of mm -hmm. wine. And also, once you get into the culture of wine, then it's the the uh, selling of the wine that that's different. So we had to the production, the selling, manufacturing, all of that. So we had to educate ourselves. So it, it took us about a good year, year and a half, where we yeah. just dove into books and just studied and read. We went to wine tasting, tastings, we went to conventions, we went to Sonoma County, when we went to Napa Valley, and we were just educating ourselves about wine. And then we got into the business. And then once we got into the business, the obstacles came uh, just through us trying to progress. Uh, because we were running to obstacles from distributors, running to obstacles from winemakers, from um, from retail outlets, you name it. All right, but we knew that we was on to something, and we knew that we had uh, a good product. We knew that we can sell it, and we knew that we could make a, a dent in the industry based on how the industry climate was at the time. Right, right, right. Okay, that's that's a solid one, you know, because. A lot of um, young folks right now are looking for the easy way out. You know, so I want you to just, uh, this is for you, Sean. Mm -hmm. I want you to talk to that young man out there who probably just graduated from the university and college and is looking to become an entrepreneur. I want you to just talk to them that Life is a journey. Entrepreneurship is a journey. And that uh, there's no such thing as overnight success because you've been through a lot in business. You said when you got in, you educated yourself, you ran into obstacles, you came across obstacles, you know, one way or the other. Can you just talk to that young man? Right. Thinking of First, let me say that entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. All right. It's for people who, number one, are visionaries and people who are willing to take risk, and people who, are, uh, who have the perseverance and intestinal fortitude to keep battling and keep pushing forward when things get uh, troublesome and when they meet obstacles. Um, if, if you're a type of person who are uh, not afraid, or who are afraid of risk, and who are afraid to take chances, or who are afraid to bet on yourself, then entrepreneurship is not for you. And so for that young man who, or woman who's coming up, that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I would first uh, ask them to do an internal investigation of themselves to see if they have what it takes to become an entrepreneur. And then also to tell them to, uh, to look at the market and to see if their idea actually uh, adds value to the market or, or is different from the industry that they want to participate in. Because a lot of times we have ideas and we just jump into a situation not understanding the, the, the depth of what you're trying to in, uh, endeavor, not looking at the market, not looking at the, the, uh, the circumstances, people buying habits and people's uh, needs and wants and desires. And if you're not able to fulfill a need or offer a service that's different or uh, more economical than what's already being offered, then you, your idea is just that, it's just an idea. And then also you got to be willing to put your own, invest your own time and money into your idea because no one's going to believe more in your idea and your dreams than you. Right. So if you're not able to put your own money behind it, 
and invest your own time and resources into it, then it won't work. Like Markel and I, our company, this was founded on uh, Greg and I, our own resources, our own dollars, our own time, and our you know you know our own investment into what we believed in. Right. You know, we we own our company; it's debt free, and maybe if we would have took loans out and did this and that early on. Right. We could have probably moved faster, but we'd have been in a lot of debt and been in yes. a different position than we are right now. Yes. So we basically invested in ourselves and we were able to propel the company and move forward. Right, right, right. Okay, that's a good one. So I'll, I'll tell you the, another reason why I, uh, I'm asking all these questions. I have a nonprofit organization that's on my, you know, my shared John Guru Foundation. So we provide um, assistance, coaching, and mentoring for children and young adults between the ages of 18 to 22. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know people within that age bracket need a lot of mentoring. They need a lot of coaching. So do you guys have any form of internship programs for people who are looking to just walk around entrepreneurs who can mentor them. Do you have any, mm -hmm. you know? That's something that we, we plan on uh, getting into. Uh, most of our mentorship uh, that we've done by been way of different podcasts and things like this, sharing information uh, with people. And uh, when also when we're out and about, we you know talk to people and give them information and resources that mm -hmm. we get into the business and learn more. Uh, but right now we're uh, we're like we're operating as a virtual a virtual winery. Okay. And, uh, we don't have actually uh, a set of established mentoring uh, facility or any type of ongoing programs that we do every year. Right. But that's something that we definitely uh, uh, plan to get into in the near future. Okay, that's a great. Like, so, but anytime you if you want us to come and and, and talk to the youth, right. uh, podcast or anything of that nature, that's something that we readily do all the time. Oh, that's a great one, you know. So I would I would love to have both of you on some of the programs we will be having in the future, you know, mm -hmm. where we can have live broadcast and you talk about how your journey started and to encourage these um, kids. Right. So that's basically okay. what we need, encouragement. Mm -hmm. That's what will pull them out of the streets. That's what will pull them out of uh, crime. That's what will make them understand that if you've already um, been incarcerated and you get out, there are ways you can turn a new life. There are ways you can become a better person. There are ways you can live without, you know, uh, looking up to crime. Right. That's the whole goal, to build future leaders. I really do appreciate you guys. So now let's go into your business. Um, how many areas, what part of the country do you have your uh, operations? Is it Greg who would answer that or Sean? Yeah, Greg can take it. Um, I can answer. Right now, we are in um, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, as well as Ohio, Georgia, soon to be Connecticut as well. Okay. So we're just pushing through. We do. We have a lot of. We have been doing a lot of business since this COVID stuff on the internet. Our internet sales has has, has tripled since the the COVID has happened. Okay. 
So do you guys uh, produce your, um, you produce here in the United States? Yes, yes we do produce here in the United States. Our wine is, is in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania that we use this to produce our uh, product. Oh, okay. Our wines come from, up, our grapes come from upstate New York. Okay, that's great. Um, yep. So Sean, um, where do you guys see your business in the next five years? Next five years, we want to expand into other states that we're not currently in okay. and uh, get into uh, all of the local, I mean, the, the, the regular well-known uh, retail outlets to sell wine where people and become a household name where people can walk in and the way they go after Clorox and Pepsi Cola and Coca-Cola, yeah. they can see Mark, those that enter wine and they enjoy wine can go after Mark Benign. It'll be a household name right. uh, like those other brands. So yeah. uh, that's where we, you know, our immediate five year plan is to expand in other states that we're not currently in. Oh, okay. So to my listeners out there, we want you to look out for Markel Banai Fine Wines. You know, these are homegrown wines, home-brewed wines. And uh, in times like this, we should learn to support each other. That's why we're all here. So how can people reach out to you? Have you got a website? Yes, we have a website, which is uh, www.markelbanaiwines.com. We also are available on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, okay. That's great. So uh, they can also, if I can chime in, if I can chime in for a second, they can also uh, find our story on Amazon Prime. Um, our movie, our docu movie is called Through the Grapevine. Okay. So if you have Amazon Prime, just look it up and take a look at how we got started in our trials and tribulations in this industry. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So with the current um, paradigm shift, you know, the pandemic and all that, how, how has the operation been for you guys in terms of um, production? You want to take that, Greg, or you want me? Produ yeah. Uh, Production-wise, it hasn't affected us at all. Um, everything we have needed to do as far as getting our product out there through social, whether it be social media or whether through our website, uh, we haven't had any hiccups, you know, and thankful and very thankful and grateful for that. They haven't really hindered us at all. Oh, okay. Okay, so because right now, you know, a lot of people find it difficult to go to work. And um, um, how, how, how did the um, COVID affect you guys over there? Was it really bad or, you know? Well, it, it affected us, you know, in terms of personally, you know, like it did most people, you know, being in the house, trying to, you know, be extra sanitary, yeah. uh, being um, being inconvenienced in a lot of ways and things like that. Uh, personally, I had I didn't have many people sick, but I did have a few relatives uh, that did, you know, was uh, did catch the COVID virus. But right. thankfully, today they were able to get better and battle through it. But in terms of a business uh, wise you know, uh, we were able, because we always operate virtually, uh, we didn't have uh, to stop production or things of that nature. Uh, but what it did do is increased our online sales. Right. Because a lot of uh, folks 
uh, instead of going out to buy the wine in the retail outlets, they were buying it online, having it delivered right to their home. And so it just, you know, increased for us in that particular manner. This pandemic kind of helped us in a way. And then we had to look yeah. for uh, different ways in terms of trying to market our wine to our customers. Hence, the movie that Greg just talked about. Um, and, it, and it came as a perfect time because people were locked down in the house, needed something uh, to do. And after they done needed something to watch and after they watched all of the Netflix movies and all of, you know, they were looking for something to, to really enjoy while they're in the house. And so um, Greg came up with another good idea of, of producing uh, a short film about our plight through the wine industry. And that's what it's called Through the Grapevine. It's available now on Amazon Prime Video. And uh, this film is a, a loose uh, a documentary, documentation of loosely based on our plight and our journey in the wine industry and a lot of things that we had to endure, a lot of things that we had to, uh, to uh, deal with in order to get to the point where we are today. And okay. so the movie was released uh, about, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. What's, what's, what's the title yeah. of the game, please? The title of the movie is called Through the Grapevine. Through the Grapevine. Yep, Through the Grapevine on Amazon Prime Video. And so that was another marketing tool. Even though it's a movie that people can enjoy, it still is another tool to market the wine and people can connect with, the, with us and the company and the wine in a more um, visceral way. Right. So if you're listening to this program right now, um, Sean and Greg have a movie that we would want you to go immediately and watch. It's titled Through the Grapevine. So feel free to uh, stream this movie. Where can they find it? Is it on? Uh, it's just right now, it's just on Amazon Prime. Okay, only on Amazon Prime. Yes, Amazon Prime yeah. video. Okay, so go to Amazon Prime and uh, watch this movie. And feel free to tell us what you think about it. You can reach them via Instagram. You guys are on Instagram, right? Yes, Instagram and Facebook. Right. So you can reach out to them on Instagram or Facebook. Or you can send your thoughts to me, and I'll be able to send it over to them. So, um, Sean, what's your advice for those people who have lost their jobs due to the pandemic? Those people who lost loved ones, what's your advice to them? First of all, let me say that um, my heart goes out to anybody that has lost their job due to the pandemic and that were uh, in need of resources and assistance during that time. Um, I, I truly know what it feels like to, you know, to be jobless and to right. trying to figure your way out. But one thing that I've learned from being in such circumstances and I, my advice to people that fall into, you know, the situation that you just mentioned was that to use this time to, um, to, to build yourself and to reinvent yourself, right. even though this may seem like a very tough time, it's also a time to be uh, introspective and right. to uh, think about ways that you can better yourself in the future that you can invest in yourself, that you can reinvent yourself, right. you can produce and uh, come out with 
and be um, come out of the pandemic even bigger and better than you were before you went in. Right? Right. And I'm just not talking about from an entrepreneurial level, but I'm talking about from a, a personal level. You know, start you know being more healthy, start eating better food, start exercising more, and then once you, your body starts feeling uh, better, your mind starts to be clear. Once your mind starts to be clear, you get those ideas. And then once you get those ideas, then you have the mental capacity and the physical health to pursue those ideas and to make those ideas and dreams come, come to fruition. And so that's how you come out of the pandemic and that's how you, you know, better yourself during these, during these tough times. That would be my advice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a solid one there. And uh, for those people listening, Albert Einstein said, in the middle of every difficulty lies an opportunity. So do not give up. Whatever we're going through in life today is a phase in life that will certainly pass. Same time next year, we are all going to be singing a different song. If you ask me when the pandemic or the, the virus will have a vaccine, honestly, I don't know. But one thing I'm sure about is that it's a phase in life that will pass. Do not allow this stop you from chasing your dreams. Do not allow this stop you from preparing yourself, having a strategy for the next phase of your life. Because it is only you that can make your dreams come true. Okay, so Greg, I want to ask you a question. What's your advice for people who want to go into partnership? you know, for any kind of business? Well, you, you have to be able to trust your, your business partner and you have to have the same vision um, and, and be able to talk through your vision. And you have to have, it, it, takes a, it takes a lot of trust in order for good partnerships to work out. Um, with our partnership, I, I, I sleep good at night knowing I have a partner like Sean. I don't have to worry about everything, every every small detail. I know that something is being done from the partner that I have. So you have to research your partners. I mean, a lot of businesses fail because people can't work together, you know. So you have to choose your partner wisely. I mean, wisely, very wisely. Yeah, I, and also, too, um, Greg and I, our partnership is it's an anomaly in the sense that you have two friends that can go into business together. You know, normally, yes. you know, I wouldn't recommend that. You know what I mean? Because exactly, the friendship can get in the way. But like I said, me and Greg, we have uh, a partnership where, you know, we 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 trust each other. Uh, we have uh, I I um, I um, I take value in his strengths, and he take value in my strengths. And wherever he's strong, that's where we lend to. When I'm strong, we lend to that. And we blend it and make it work together. There's no ego here. There's right. nothing about who needs to have the most credit and right. who's this and who's that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we just, like you said, when we introduce ourselves, we're co-founders. You know, we're co-founders. We don't go into a CEO <laughs> and, and all of this and that. And uh, we just, you know, it's about the product. It's about the wine. It's about the customers and their satisfaction. You know, and and if we can't get on those on those lines together, there's no sense even going into business. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. So for those people listening right now, the trust. If you're going into any form of partnership, trust is paramount. 
then you almost have the same vision. Because if you don't have the same vision, it's gonna be a problem. And you don't want to you don't want to go into something knowing from the beginning that it will fail. So having trust and having the same vision is key. I thank you guys for sharing those tips. And I know a lot of people would, you know, this would have resonated with a lot of people. So I would like to have you on a live broadcast, you know, in the near future. But we're going to take that off air and uh, we'll talk about that. So for my listeners and those people watching on uh, YouTube, it's um, Sean Banai and um, Greg. They are the co-founders of Markel Banai Fine Wines. They are entrepreneurs. They are people you can, you know, look out for. Follow them on social media, and you know, just follow their story, their, 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 you know, their business. You would be able to learn one or two things from them. So I thank both of you for joining me on the program, and uh, until next Thanks time. Yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day.